The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Excuse me. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live for two hours uh, there. And uh, so if you want to watch that, get it in before 3 o'clock, otherwise you have to go to the Rumble channel itself. On the right side of the page is where we're at. All you got to do is click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got there, and then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. 
We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Also, BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. Thank you guys for that. Also, uh, a number of Facebook pages that bear my name, as well as DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. We're also on Twitch.TV at Real Tim Brown and also Twitter at The Real Tim Brow 2. Drop off the end off the end of my name and put a 2 in place, The Real Tim Brow 2, and you're good to go. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, those go out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. And then um, if you want our ministry email, which goes out today, it goes out on Saturdays only, one day, uh, go to Sons of Liberty Radio, excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio.com. And right on the front page, you can sign up for that if you're interested in following what the Sons of Liberty are doing. And then if you agree with our message, you'd like to help keep us out there and support us, um, there is a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And we really do appreciate you guys uh, very, very much. Uh, two quick things. One is just, I'm going to show you this, uh, because we were talking about <clears throat> uh, Elvis's daughter. I guess, I guess she's... For whatever reason, the, the kid was born into fame, right? <laughs> There's not been a moment, I don't think, this this young, this lady, I say young lady, she was 54, uh, wasn't popular or famous or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I posed the issue I posed, about the shot. Just I, That's what comes to mind. I didn't say she had it. I said, but everything looks like it. It looks just like all these others that abound. And uh, lo and behold, you know, yesterday... I think it was yesterday. So many people were going on social media and the Mockingbird media was trying to say all oh, the conspiracy theories are trying to say it was the shot and there's no evidence she had the shot and blah, blah. Well, look at what we found here. And by the way, thank you, Natalie, who sent this to me. This is Lisa's post from March the 12th, 2022. Listen to what she said. The last two years have been years of significant change in our lives. Not for mine. Um, <clears throat> the COVID-19 didn't only take our jobs and security, it took our lives. And she can say that literally now. I believe that is exactly what brings this on. Uh, despite her depression, I, I get it. I, I get I can't even imagine losing a child. I, I just, I don't even want to think about it. And some of you have. So I, I'm, I can't, I can't imagine what that's like. I really can't. I do believe the Lord sustains people in those times, but I can't imagine it. And I've had friends who's done. But nevertheless, she said the idea of having a regular life like we used to, going out without family and friends and having quality time with them motivated me to get vaccinated. Because I'm not only protecting myself, I'm also protecting others. I wonder if she would think that now. I can't lie. I was nervous initially, but I made my decision. I have no regrets to be informed about how best to protect ourselves and our loved ones is the smartest thing we can do. I choose the vaccine. And you hear the little uh, Pfizer music going on. Why did you decide to get vaccinated? Oh, check out uh, bit.ly forward slash L Beacon to join the L Beacon initiative to promote the COVID-19 vaccines and boosters. And then it's got all these little hashtags. And then you hear the little guy come in at the end really, really fast. And he's giving all the legal ease out because that's what this sounds like. It sounds like a commercial, but it's not a game. It's not a game. She wrote this less than a year ago. And we know for all of the slack hecklers, for all of the mockingbird media, for all of you people, useful idiot journalists that you call yourself, you shove your head in the sand because Pfizer's funding your wallet. And the documents are out from the FDA and Pfizer themselves. They know stuff like this. The shot brings this stuff on. 
myocarditis, how many cases, cancers, cardiac arrests, and there's, what, 400 adverse effects that come from this thing, including death? And you guys want to sit there and you want to call names out? Well, you know what? Some of us have matured past uh, grade school, and names don't bother us, and, and pointing fingers don't bother us. The truth is what it is. And now that I read a story yesterday from, I don't know, it was USA Today or MSN, one of those. And they're saying that the, 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 the cause of death of this lady, uh, she's one that died this week too. She, she was said to be a super, I don't know who she was, but anyway, she said to be a supermodel. And, and I read down through to see if they would give the cause of death. They didn't even give the cause of death. They really didn't explain it at all. This is one other thing. This is only about a minute. This will pump you up. This guy's right on it. I don't know exactly where he is. I want to say maybe Montana, but I'm not sure about that. You're going to love this guy. Listen to what he has to say. We are sacrificing our daughters and our sons to demons. Look at this generation. What in the world do you see? What do you see? It's demonic to its core. And we're feeding it with the broken bodies and the shed blood of our own children. And God's word says he hates this. It angers him. And what does the anger of God look like in the real world? Listen, church. Those that hate you will rule over you. In other words, we will be turned over to weak, inept, wicked rulers. Look at Washington, D.C. Look at it! And you will be subject to oppressive laws by which you cannot abide. There you go. I, you know what? Can't argue with that. That's exactly how that's exactly how it operates. In fact, when we were on with G Singh yesterday, we made mention of the very thing. This very thing. How, all of us sometimes are scratching our heads, going, "How does somebody like Joe Biden get in office?" Yeah, we know they're cheating, but how do they even get to that place? It's because they're compromised. They're weak. They're empty suits. But they're being used. And listen carefully, they're being used by God to judge us. Just like Nebuchadnezzar was used to judge the people of Israel. Yep. Yep. Same thing. Um, he's not, you know, Joe Biden's not his own. He really isn't. Just like the devil's not his own. He's God's devil. And uh, for people who think they're equal adversaries, they are not. They're, they're anything but it. We're talking about the creator versus the creation here. Anyway, we're on Saturday here. And as always, we have with us our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimrani. Oh, hey, all the way. And it looks like you've got maybe a little sunshine over there. I, I don't know. But uh, anyway, good morning, Kate. Good to see you. <laughs> That's my music. Uh, got you going. I can, I can tell you right now, that is not sunshine outside. Oh. I went out for a walk the other day with the two rat dogs, the chihuahuas. And uh, it started raining at two miles. <laughs> so I carried on to the other six miles. Yeah, I walked that far. And I tucked my waterproof trousers into my wellies. So all the water ran down and into my socks. <laughs> and I literally, yeah, there's there's a learning curve I shouldn't do. So uh, 
Today it's the monsoon, but it's supposed to clear up at two o'clock. So I'm going to be out here like a rat out of an aqueduct to get out <laughs> to do a big walk. I've had the decorators in, getting everything organized. I just want to say a big, big thank you uh, to Unity News Network, David Clues. Um, I start on their, sh their my own show in a couple of weeks. They've worked really hard with the graphics. Um, now they're doing the disclaimer and they, they've done one of the theme tunes. Pastor Casper's written another. So, you know, it's looking kind of good. And I'll be talking to you later, Tim, because I need a big list now of people to get on there. And I just want to say a big thanks to Paul, <laughs> who's going to be doing all my content and like my assistant contacting everyone for the interview. So it's going to be quite cool. And um, I've been offered a monthly slot on Children's Health Defence TV. So big thank you to Polly. That'll be live, which is great. And uh, this is all great platforms. So Dave, I'm sure will be up in a minute. Um, I've had the decorator in. So I must apologise. My the, the last room now I've got to get Build the bookcase. I've done everything else. Uh, so all my books are in boxes, but I'm getting there. Well, I, I got to so, I got to I got to show you something, Kate, because I don't know if you saw this. Did you see my card that the, the listener sent here? <laughs> right. That's not Dave. Uh, no, that's not Dave. But w what they did was it's one of these music things or something. You record it. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I had a thing. Yeah. You, so so they, they sent it. They sent it a thing in and then whoops, I'm out of the way here. So they wrote on it, and they they signed Fat Dave even at the bottom, right? Um, <laughs> but when I opened it, it was doing meow, 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 meow to Carol the Bells, right? So I thought it was going to oh, go I through once, so and it kept going, and it wouldn't shut up when I closed it off. So I had to cut the paper here, and I was trying to separate the battery from the little device that plays the stuff, and apparently my metal letter, letter opener said, Zit, and it, it don't play at all now. but. Uh, yeah, the fan club out there wanted me to show you well, that. Well, I don't know what's happening in the Shemarani <laughs> household because uh, I think there's a bit of envy um, against Dave's um, celebrity status now because <laughs> even even Lulu is uh, normally, you know, he washes Lulu, his sister, and then, uh -oh. he, then he locks her into a false sense of security and he bites her neck. <laughs> anyway, now even Lulu's taking a go at him. Uh, um, Mr. Raffi, it's great fun to chase Dave from the food bowl around the back of the table Dave jumps on the table and then Rafi comes out from under the table with a big piece of Dave's fur, white fur in his mouth, feeling very pleased with himself that he's managed to get a, a chow as Dave jumps up. So poor old Dave's celebrity status is is envied, clearly, and he's he's got the trolls after him. Obviously, um, obviously. Yeah, and then we've got <laughs> Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive Upstairs, who she's from East London. She's a hard cat, let me tell you. Anybody goes up there, she just chases them, even Floyd, who's like twice away. Oh. Dave's Dave's awake. Come on, Dave. Join the show. He's coming. Here he is. He's about to win an appearance. Dave. Dave. Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. Get yourself over here. Dave. You see, this is what he does every time. Here he comes. Oh. <laughs> he's he's used to it now. He's not going to bob his head. No, he's uh, well. It's because he's he's sitting, not looking at the screen. He's looking at me. He's wondering why I I've let him on camera. Now, I mean, what he does is he goes and sits behind, <laughs> and then and then the other thing he does as well is he starts sneezing everywhere, and he doesn't do it any other time unless someone's on camera, and it's like an attention-seeking disorder. Right. That's what he's doing. It's attention-seeking. It's so everyone feels sorry for him and. I don't know, sends him whatever, treats. He does like dreamies, folks, really bad, but he does like them. 
Well, um, Kate, listen, first thing is congratulations on these shows. I think that's great that the Lord's giving you all these yeah, platforms to speak out good. on. You're being vindicated after, you know, so many people uh, in the Mockingbird media and everything went after you over there. You know, God's got God's going to have the last laugh with these people. And I praise God that he's giving you those platforms. But what do you make out of this? I was telling somebody the other day, I said, you know, we you and I have talked about this probably for about a year and a half or two years sort of off air is to what are we going to do when it's not we're seeing, you know, a couple of these deaths every day from these people. We start finding people dead in their houses, dead in the supermarkets, dead on the roads, uh, in their cars, like a bunch of them, not not one person I'm here. Yeah. And yesterday, a woman on the motorway, the freeway, as you call it, she just died in her car. Yeah. She wasn't even old. And the, the, the fire brigades are reporting sudden deaths in cars. Like, they don't normally get that. Uh, and I don't think you're going to necessarily see it as much in the homes as what you're going to see outside, because that's what we're going to talk about. When you get that surge of adrenaline, that's when it's pushing these clots off. The, these little plugs that your body's tried to put over the, your blood vessel holes because you've got the spike proteins sticking through, making holes in all your blood vessels. This is salt. So you're going to see them definitely out in the street. You're going to see them anywhere where somebody's got, you know, running for the bus or they're in their car late for work. And don't forget, you get somebody in their car and they have a cardiac arrest. What's that, that car is a it's a it's a weapon then. Because that's a big, heavy vehicle that plows into other cars. You've got a big problem. That's right. And that's where you, when I worked in the emergency room, you know, you get one car and then it, and then it, it, it you know, runs into another car or it tries to swerve to miss a car. It then runs into another car, which then runs into pedestrians that happen to be walking along the street. I mean, this is madness. You, you know, you're, you, every year pilots, I think it's twice a year, they have a medical that is really hardcore to make sure that they are fit enough to fly a plane. And and I know lots of pilots who got grounded because they had problems. Now you've got everybody flying these planes, flying helicopters, in cars, in these big articulated trucks, on trains, driving trains. Well, American Airlines. American, yeah. You're mentioning pilots. American Airlines stopped several of their flights. And the, the, the point is, is they know these guys are have been given the shot. They're seeing the evidence of it now, and they're yeah. still trying to hide it. They're not wanting to point the finger at the shot. They, they're, oh, we don't know what's going on. It's like, are you kidding me? You can't at least theorize, and I don't mind people saying <clears throat> that this could be a problem. All these people have the same issue. They all had the same shot. Why is this hard to understand? Yeah, I, will, I think there's two things there. One is it's very difficult for those that have done it to admit that they're wrong. And and the other is it, it's very frightening to, when you're starting to see it. That's what you see on the players' faces. You're seeing fear now because they know that they've done the same. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm fearful for my own boys. Of course I am. And I'm fearful for other people that I meet. I know, you know a lovely family I was out for dinner with last week, the parents have had, I think, three. I'm I'm very fearful for them because they've got two young kids that they actually said they would never let their children have it. Um, so I'm kind of um, fearful for all these people. But um, what what I'm concerned about is, well, that's one thing, uh, you know, finding someone in the street. But what are we actually seeing? Because are we seeing a? It'd be interesting to see because I remember years ago when I was I was uh, I think I was 27, 28 years old, 28 years old. 
I was, uh, I'd gone back to do more qualifications because I am indeed a trained and qualified nurse. I, I know that's hard for some of you to actually get through your uh, lack of functioning brains. Um, but I'd gone and done another course whilst I was flying for British Airways. So I was in college when I was home and doing my studies when I was down route flying. And I came across, um, I forgot what I was going to say, that what we were talking about. Uh, we, you know, we were talking about, you know, people, what were we talking about? I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was following you, so I was listening for where the punchline was going there. Completely, yeah, completely lost my train of thought there. Um, we were talking about the people it, who had taken the shot. You were fearful for them, for what's going to yeah. come to them. So, so when I, that was it. So when I was doing this course, um, I came across the fact that 36 people died every day in England on the roads. Every single day, 36 people died in England alone on the roads as the result of a road traffic incident. That's being the driver of a car, being a pedestrian in a car, being a pedestrian on the road, being a cyclist. But they died on our roads, 36 people every day. Now, that's increased since then. You know, I'm, that's 30 years ago. God, that's hard to believe. It feels like yesterday. Um, and so that's increased now. So you've got to wonder, I, I, and I'm going to actually look into this, how are road traffic incidents increasing because people are having sudden deaths at the wheel. You you're driving down the road. If you're doing 30 miles an hour, if you're doing 70 on a motorway, whatever you're doing, you're going to increase your speed. You increase that impact speed. And that's where you get the deaths the greater the impact speed. So whatever you're doing, added together with whatever the other car is doing, that's your impact speed. Anything over 70, you've got, you know, your chances of survival have exponentially decreased. So what if you put in all your kids on the school bus? You're putting your kids on the school bus or you, all your kids are on a, a coach going to a rugby match or a soccer match. What about the driver? Now, when I was 14, we were going to a hockey match. I might have already told you this story. And we're all on the back of the coach. Nobody's wearing seatbelts in those days, but we all survived. Um, we're all on the back of the coach and we're all doing this at the big lorries that are going by because we wanted them to pull their air horns. You know, kids, rugby, all the rugby team were there and all the hockey team were there, the girls hockey, hockey team and all the guys rugby team from um, two years, the rugby team. So the bus, the coach was rammed and we pulled it in a service station and there were three there was the deputy headmaster driving the coach and two heads of PE, a woman and a man are at the front and another one sitting further back. We pulled in at the service station. And then the next thing, we're all splattered one side of the coach looking out the window and there's the deputy headmaster on the ground and they're doing CPR on him. And then we later, we were there for ages. The police came. We were all told to sit down and shut up. And then we left. I always remember Mr. Donison then drove the coach away and we, and we were like why is sir on the grass why are we leaving sir that's because sir was dead um and they announced it then at school on the monday morning that our deputy head had indeed died i can still remember that i've got a great memory wow the point being he just had a cardiac arrest he was a big fat guy he had a huge gut we're now having people driving our kids driving coaches driving these holiday company tour companies that are injected you know, this is now a death trap. Would you not agree? Oh, I totally okay. agree. I totally yeah. agree with so, it. You know, we've got all of this going on. Now, people, I know Jane Ruby was really worried about the aircrafts. When you get a big aircraft, like, you know, when we used to have the 747-400s, you'd have the pilot and three first officers. 
And it would be a pilot and a first officer to take off and land. And most of those landings and takeoffs were automatic. They only had to do so many manuals a year. And then you'd have another two officers that would come and fly that aircraft in between. And the, the pilot and the first officer would go on their break on long sectors like London Heathrow to, you know, South America uh, or to like Japan. But um, so I don't kind of worry about those too much because you've always got other pilots. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to be on a private jet or a helicopter with one pilot. No, thank you. What about on your coach with one driver? No, thank you. So, and if you're on your road, you need to be mindful. If you're speeding, you mean all these other people around you have been injected. So, you know, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, in our news today, Tim, the last thing I sent you this morning, I sent you the, the front cover of a newspaper. Did you see it? I sent it you on Telegram. Statins. Now, the best place for statins, ladies and gentlemen, is in the garbage. It's the one drug that you can stop taking immediately. Just to add a disclaimer here, everything we're talking about on this show right now, it's just for entertainment purposes only. That's right. Please it's just information. It. Go and see your indoctrinated doctor. And if you have any medical condition or you're taking any drugs or any new or existing conditions or any worsening, please go and ask your indoctrinated and always take his advice. Um, your medical provider, we're just telling you. So if that were me and I were taking statins, I'd put those statins in the bin. In fact, I wouldn't even have those statins in my house. Um, it is going to set you up for more dis-ease. It's going to block your CoQ10, the heart-protecting enzyme. You can guarantee if you're on statins, you're going to be on a whole shed load of more drugs. Now, what's quite interesting for me here is Dr. Mulhotra, the cardiologist, yeah, Dave's trying to get in on the show. Look, he's touching me. He's such a scrape. Um, <laughs> so Dr. Mulhotra, the cardiologist, has um, been speaking publicly about, you know, this shot killing his, I think it was his father or his father-in-law. And yeah, he's not been, he's not been uh, struck off or, or, or suspended from the GMC, like poor old Dr. Mohammed Adil. And uh, he's invited on the BBC News, even though our MP that's just been suspended, a whip, um, he's just been suspended merely for, you know, commenting on what Dr. Mulhotra said about it being a Holocaust. Um, but now they, you've had that Matt Hancock going, we won't have this anti-Semitic comments. He never said anything anti-Semitic. He merely referred to what Dr. Mulhotra said. But Dr. Mulhotra's then allowed back on the BBC News. And Dr. Mulhotra does indeed, he was championing uh statins and saying that he does he does put people on statins although he did then say you know we we should be looking at lifestyle change and environment yeah you bet your bottom dollar we should um we really should and also um why is dr mulhotra allowed to get on all these things remember that in any times like these any times like these which is war we are at war um, they're going to like peel a little bit off and release it. So when people are getting a bit close, they need a distraction. So they're going to throw you a little bit to the wolves, throw you a little bit. And yes, these injections are bioweapons. We know the damage they cause. We all know. We even know that they knew before they even rolled them out. But right now, let me tell you, the biggest Holocaust that they're referring to, because we're right up there, we've already killed over 6 million since 2011, is the end of life care. And I've shared the documents on my channel this week that they are now proposing that 66% of the UK population that die. So of all those people that die every day in the UK, 
66% of them will not be when the good Lord decides. It'll be whenever whoever, be it just some woman who works as a manager in a care home or man, or your um, anybody in the community, uh, might even be a relative, be nice to them, uh, or some doctor is going to decide that you are dying. You need to be put on end-of-life care, and you become the 66% that are not going to die when the Lord intended. You're going to die, well, actually, it is really, you know, it's a whole different thing. You know, we're there to turn it around. God does know the hour and the day of our death. But what I'm saying is they're going to kill you on the end of a syringe. They're going to kill you on the end of a syringe with remdesivir, benzodiazepines, opioids, removing all your food, removing all your water and taking you off any essential meds that they've got you on. They're going to decide that 66% of deaths. They're stating it in their documents. And they also uh, have said that um, almost double the amount of people that died, died in the care homes to what died in the in the hospitals, the hospitals. So the scare homes, I put out that yesterday. What's a new word for the scare homes? Let me tell you, there was a lot of names there that were like in 1933 Germany. Um, so the other thing is, you've got to look at here is, They've also stated that 200,000 more died in a specific time compared with with 2019 to 2020. Why? 200,000? Because it's incentivized. They're meeting targets. It's death for cash. Death for cash. This is what's happening. So, you know, they're leading you by making you look always at the vaccines, throwing in the odds. Oh, look, another celebrity's died. We'll get them all talking about that. Did they? Didn't they? Did they? Didn't they? Like Pink. Pink and Phelps, the Olympic swimmer, now working for Pfizer. They're actually got it on their Twitter accounts, telling you to, you know, be prepared to get your Pfizer. They actually got it on there. The swimmer Phelps and Pink, the singer. Um, But what they're doing is they're throwing you these little bones to shut you up so you don't go after the big bone. And the big bone, I can absolutely assure you, is the end of life care. There's your genocide. There's your genocide. Because even if you've had these injections and you get sick, they're going to decide for you end of life care. Now, let me tell you one of those things that they're deciding as you're dying. If you're breathless, if you've got dyspnea, dyspnea is the Latin term for being breathless. Now, we're told that the normal respiratory rate is 12 to 20. I think in Canada or America, they say 24, few over 20, right? Elderly people, their respirations can be over 30. And that's quite normal. Let me tell you, deep sea divers, their respirations can be four, as low as four a minute, four a minute. So, when they we say 12 to 20, you pitch up at the hospital as an elderly person, it's quite normal for you to have respirations of 30, 35. They're going to say you're breathless. And guess what the treatment is for breathlessness? They're going to tell you you're dying. End of life care, end of life care, end of life care, end of life care, meeting targets, getting the money, broadening the palliative care as it states in the 2011 palliative care funding review. And as it states, you know, d- don't get me to go into it. Get off your bahookies. Go look on my page. The last week I've posted the documents, the PDF. I've even screenshotted the exact pages where it's telling you that. 
We've now decided we need to do it as videos. Um, I've just put together a huge screen. I'm going to be doing some of that on this show with my whiteboard. It's going to be interactive. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to love well, that. It, yeah, and people, just so people know, they can go to British Nursing Alliance on Telegram. You post there, but you also take those things and you post them in the Sons of Liberty uh, Telegram chat too. So if you're and in either on one of those, as well. they're getter. Where? They're on getter. getter. You've got to go and look, folks, because do your due diligence. You know, um, we're all blind. We are blind. The only reason that we see things is because the Lord gave us light. Our eyes don't see it. They're just windows. We see the reflection from the light. That's why we're blind in the dark. Mm. The Lord gave us light. But he also gave us eyes to see and ears to hear. That's your discernment. Get on there and look for yourselves. Because there's nothing more sobering than when you see it. Now, at the moment, you might all be running around. You're young and all the footballers and blah, blah, blah. If you're lucky, you're going to get old. Now, that's okay and that's cool and dandy. But what if you have a car accident and you're in your 60s, 70s? Do you think you're going to get care? You're not going to get care. You're going to get end-of-life care. What if you've got a chest infection? They're also saying that heart failure is is also, you know, you're, you're terminally ill, you can get end-of-life care. You know, you might even just have cardiac arrhythmias. So they'll class that, that, that you're in heart failure. You're in heart failure, your heart's not working because you've got an abnormal pulse. It might not always, what can affect your pulse? You might have sleep you have, the foods you eat, whether you're stressed. All of these things can affect when you go and have an echocardiogram. That's why it's good to have, don't all, uh, you know, this has just happened to a very dear, dear friend who has no symptoms whatsoever, cardiac symptoms, but he's just been told he's only functioning on uh, 30 odd percent of his heart and they want to put him on drugs. No, he's he he drove to this. He got up at the crack of dawn. He hadn't had much sleep. He drove miles and miles and miles. He would have been stressed. So we're not going to trust that echo. We're going to go and have another one when he's had a good night's sleep, a second good night's sleep, no caffeine, no alcohol, no sugar, no aspartame, no MSG. Then we're going to go for a, a, a echo. You know, these are all things to consider. They're too quick to get their prescription pads out. Just like we're seeing on the BBC News yesterday, I think it was the BBC, the the the, the bull, the bull channel. Um, and they're saying about putting how many people? onto statins are you kidding me so i just want to go through this tim if i could tell your viewers because this is really um uh really important what it and this is pertinent as well if you've gone and had uh the convict shots so um you know your arthrosclerosis when you when you start to get i'm going to tell you what happens very quickly so you ready I'm so your stage one a stage one, a damaging agent enters your bloodstream. What's that damaging agent? Might be something you've breathed in. It's gone in. Uh, it could be a chemical. Might be something you've put on your skin. Might be something you've injected in. So that damaging agent, remember your cigarettes, all of the chemicals that are in there? That's the same. It's not your organic tobacco. A damaging agent in the bloodstream attacks the endothelium. Injury to the endothelium attracts your white blood cells. Your white blood cells are your cells that are there fighting for you. So your white blood cells, which invade the site of the injury and go underneath the endothelium into the deeper layers of the vascular walls, like soldiers in an army. Their function is to destroy the damaging agent. Well, what else is a damaging agent? Your spike protein is your damaging agent. 
Like soldiers in an army, their function is to destroy that damaging agent and clean up the site of the damage. They're going to clean it up. Um, cells called macrophages, they gobble up, they're your Pac-Men. They gobble up the debris at the damaged site, the microbes, the toxins, the chemically damaged fats, and they swell to a larger size. Now they're called foam cells. The white cells start multiplying at the site of the injury and new ones arrive from your bloodstream to deal with that baddie that caused the injury. And that's your inflammation in full swing. That's inflammation's now having a good old party down there doing its job. So stage two, while the inflammation is tearing things apart, the process of repair begins as well. Arteries have muscular walls. These artery muscles are made out of so-called smooth muscle cells, and the cells are considered to be agents of repair. They grow through the whole plaque and deeper into the wall of the blood cell, making the plaque more permanent and well-established. And as your body tries to repair the damage, it stimulates the growth of collagen fibers. They grow right through the plaque. Isn't this body remarkable? I find that incredible. Oh, yeah. Those fibers grow right through that plaque, and your collagen forms like a cap over that area it plugs it over on top of the plaque that's underneath that collagen so in effect it, it makes like a scar inside your artery which forms after the injury has been repaired if the size of the scar is small it will remain in your blood vessel doing no harm now we've all got loads and loads of those scars and as we get older, we get more and more wine because we're exposed to more and more chemicals and more and more toxins. What's my name? Kate Shimarani, natural nurse in a toxic world. So as we get older, this is why we start to get more vascular problems. So we've got these scars and they start to accumulate. And if they're extensive, they start to disfigure that narrowing. So you start to get, it becomes narrower. Oh gosh, someone will be saying I'm Illuminati. Someone will be taking a screenshot of me doing that. <laughs> uh, you know, because with my man hands, remember I'm a man. Um, so that's your artery wall. So with those scars, it's going to become narrow. That it, That hole is going to get narrower. So unfortunately, if the inflammation does not stop, and incidentally, folks, if you've got ongoing inflammation in your body, guess what you're going to have as well as your high inflammatory markers? You're going to have high cholesterol mm -hmm. because the cholesterol, the one that they say is bad, your low density lipoprotein is always going to be there wherever you've got injury. It's just like, you know what? It's like saying at the scene of a murder or the scene of a crime, we could blame the cops, couldn't we? Because where do you find cops? Always at the scene of a crime. So we can say the, it's the cops. They're guilty because they're always there, but it's not. They just go. So that is what's happening. Your uh, low-density lipoprotein, your cholesterol is going to go wherever there's an injury, right? So unfortunately, if it continues, uh, the repair and the inflammation continues alongside one another. We, uh, it makes the plaque grow bigger and bigger, and it may grow slow or fast depending on who's winning the repair process or the inflammation going on. So the, if any stage the plaque occupies half of the blood vessel, so you lose half of your blood vessel, it goes down by half, then you're going to start to see cardiac symptoms. You're going to start to see angina. You're going to start to see poor circulation. And that's where you start to get your, you know, your bluing of your fingers and toes. And you start to see leg ulcers where you've got really poor circulation. You might start to see where you, you see like with, with the diabetics where they get their toe. Actually, I once pulled the slipper booty. 
off an elderly lady that was diabetic in the minor injuries unit. And when I pulled it off, one of her toes was missing. And I said, oh, Oh it wasn't dressed. And I said, was that like that before? She went, no, where's my toe gone? So I tipped up this slipper booty and her toe rolled out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm... So now, whenever I take, you know, if ever you want to take slippers off an old person, you might want to shake it a bit first. <laughs> That's terrible. That's just terrible. Yeah, I... It's bad enough when you tip your shoe and there's a spider rolls out, but trust me, it's burned on my retina. Oh, I'm that, I'm sure. I didn't. We... Black toe rolled out. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in a little bomb question here that uh, doesn't have to do with what we have, but they. They really want to know your recipe for your apple carrot drink that you have. And I'm assuming it's apple and carrot. Yes. So (laughs) that particular one I posted this morning, uh, the dog is having the best of times behind me with a dog biscuit. You know, who, who needs anything to entertain you? All you need is a dog biscuit. There he is. Look. He's, he's on there and he keeps running up and down and squeaking. Uh, <laughs> gremlin. Um, so this morning, it's equal amounts. You don't want to have more than eight to 10 hour ounces of that juice in an hour because your body doesn't assimilate it. You're just going to waste it. So that's probably four or five big carrots, a sour apple. That's your Granny Smith's, your uh, pink lady. Remember, it must be organic. And I love a bit of a bite in it. So I put quite a lot of ginger in there. Remember that the apple exponentially increases the uptake of the vitamins, minerals and antioxidants from the carrot. And also the app, that's the pectin. And it's also got malic acid in the apple that will soften all the stones. You can also, if you really want a bite, put a lemon in there. And remember, you need to drink that immediately because after 60 minutes, you've lost 60% of that the yep. vitamins, minerals. It's living. Um, so it's it's called your vitamin A, which is in carrots, is your immunity vit- vitamin. So it is the elixir of life, carrot juice. Uh, kids love it. Um, it's delicious. And I was reading, I can't remember the book, so don't ask me to prove it right now. But I was reading that, um, you know, um, they uh, they hadn't had breast milk for this child and they'd sustained this child beautifully on carrot juice. I mean, you can give your child uh, goat's milk. What you shouldn't be giving them is that nasty formula A1 milk. But however, uh, does that answer your question? Yes, uh, you said a, thank a, you very much. Before I go out today, um, there's another really, really, really delicious juice recipe that I love. It's one of my favorite. And it is uh, three sticks of celery, three pears, any pears, ginger, lemon, and cucumber. Or you can put courgettes in, we're a little bit more bitter. It is absolutely uh, delicious. It's refreshing. That's quite a high sodium drink. Um so whereas the other greens like your chicory, watercress, green pepper, uh, your chicory endive is the other name for it, your lettuces, not iceberg, uh, chard, um, radish tops, uh, a grain of green apple, that's a very potassium rich juice. So these are, I wouldn't advise anyone who's got um, cardiac issues to have high potassium uh, sorry high sodium juices all the time that's why it's good to kind of you know vary it vary it about but i'm gonna have that shortly i'll take a picture and i know you're making on, me uh, thirsty here yeah yummy i'm starving <laughs> you know i'm going for I'm, I'm doing fasting again until later i'm doing a bit of a fast and then i'm going to chow myself down i'm going to just dive into my food and everybody knows <laughs> i love my drug. so um so you're going to get symptoms of um you know 
your reduced blood flow, but you're also going to get that reduced blood flow when you've got plaque, don't forget, in your brain, which is where you start to have problems with memory, uh, uh, cognitive function. You can get high blood pressure, chronic symptoms, depending on which organ is, is affected. It might be your kidneys. You might start to get kidney problems. Um, and if it's really bad, you know, your, your angina. So the muscular walls of your arteries can contract and relax. Various influences in the body can cause spasm. And if the spasms in one of you, so various things can cause spasm, spasm, drugs, chemicals in your food can cause those to spasm. We also know that your EMF can cause spasm. Well, if you've already got, oh, there's me. If you've already got an occlusion where you've lost half and that spasms and that spasm continues, what is that? That's a heart attack right there, right there. Um, it might even be that you get a trans ischemic attack these little mini strokes all over your brain. And if you've got it, if that goes on for long enough and starves oxygen, then you're in big problems because you start to get death of where, that's where you get like death of part of your muscle in your heart. And that's why you see that people can have a heart attack and survive it, but then they die 10 days later because part of the heart muscle has become damaged and it's become ischemic and then they die later. They can't recover. Um, from, now G-Sing's ringing me. He knows I do the radio every single Saturday. <laughs> and he's ringing me. That's hilarious. Um, I, I really love that guy. He's great. We've got another so, question. Do you want this one? Yeah, sure. Okay. Throw them at me. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Went to the wrong thing there. Uh, you could have just read it there. Uh, engraved on the palms of, of his hands uh, on Rumble says, if viruses are not airborne and, and First of all, we're not necessarily buying into the virus thing, but they said, and are part of our immune system, and they're, they're not. Uh, what is shedding exactly, please, from the shots? Because we've talked a little bit about shedding, and I think now you've done some research on that, and you're kind of questioning some of that too, aren't you? I am. Um, first of all, shedding. When they talk about shedding, when I, and something, something, don't forget what they're hitting you up with in a nasal spray or injected into you in a flu shot is not natural. It's not a natural thing. It's not toxins have come into our body and exosomes come out of our cells to engulf them. And then they take them down to the immune cells, which have got the key to get in. And then that takes care of it. They're exosomes. If you've got masses of toxins in your body and too many exosomes come out, then that's when you get overwhelmed. And also, if you've got a lot of toxins in your body, like aluminium, um, then that pushes down the first part of your immune response to, to you know, toxicity, which is um, your all your white cells, your macrophages, your uh, monocytes, your lymphocytes, your leukocytes. It pushes that down. Aluminium does. So your second part of your um, immune response is your cytokine response. And that's where you see cytokine um, storm. These patients that are getting the flu shot are getting a genetically modified, often spliced. And you can go on to acedgen.com, A-C-E-G-E-N.com. And you can see where you can buy, buy viruses, funguses, mold, aborted fetal cell lines, and they're dicing and splicing them. This is the devil's playground, what these people do, and they inject you. Now, I went and sat in a cinema, and everybody was cough, 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 a local cinema, all the oldies, and we were watching that um, Judy Garland movie. And, and it was like, actually, I, was, I did feel like I was on the set of Cocoon. I was probably the youngest in there, but it was crammed in there. Shortly after that, it wasn't very long after, within a week, both myself and my friend that I was in, where, in there with, we got really ill. I got so sick, and I believe it was pneumonia I got. 
I couldn't couldn't even get up my stairs. I was so breathless. I just want to say, folks, just when I thought this is serious, there's something wrong with me here. I've got sinusitis from it. I did nebulizers uh, four hourly, four a day for five minutes, with 10 parts per million colloidal silver. I ate a whole bulb of garlic in my two lemons, inch of ginger, inch of turmeric, juiced the whole lot, knocked it back. I did um, about 10, 15,000 um, milligrams of vitamin C um, every hour, 1,000 milligrams for the whole day to the point of diarrhea, non-ascorbic. I did that. 48 hours later, I was completely recovered just with a bit of you know residual dry cough so when we talk about shedding i don't know um if these people are are shedding whatever it is that they've allowed to be injected into them then we have one thing and one thing only to do and that's guard our innate immune system now the other one is they talk about what's the other thing the other word for it shedding and what's the other thing transmission transmission well, what are they transmitting? So they're talking about it can be transmitted. Don't forget, we've been here before, folks. They told us all that, um, you know, we could all catch AIDS by having intercourse with somebody who was HIV positive. Total lies. But what we do know, let's stick to the facts, is that semen in the in the rectum and semen in the stomach from the man is toxic. Whereas in the vagina, the vagina is acidic and it's not toxic. Why? Because that's where it's supposed to be. Um, uh, whether you like what I'm saying or not, I don't care. That's fact. Um, yeah. You know, whether it doesn't go with whatever you're, you know, I'm not judging anybody here. I'm just telling you the hard, cold facts. So, um, and and don't forget the rectum is only two cells thick. So this is why, you know, partying hard, doing hard, cold drugs, not sleeping when people should, going to nightclubs, going to bed at four and five in the morning, eating loads of junk food, um, you know, having lots of semen in your stomach or in your rectum, it's going to make you toxic. That's just a fact. And that's why you had a whole generation of guys that got very, very sick. And when they went to their, their doctors, they were given this PCR, which we know is nonsense. And they said, oh, you got HIV. And then they rammed them full of the drug that ultimately was to kill them. So, so I, I'm about transmission in body fluids again, um, you know, with women with cervical cancer, if when a woman has intercourse with a man, that's foreign, that's semen, and your body sets up a little bit of inflammation. When that woman then has intercourse with that man again, her body goes, oh, that's husband's here. And you don't get that same inflammation with this, the, the same man. When you have multiple, multiple partners, you keep getting inflammation every time. And what's inflammation the precursor to? Cancer. So we know that whole thing about the HPV virus. We know all that's a load of old baloney as well. And it's been blown apart. Um, watch my interview with the wonderful Joan Shent and Sacrificial Virgins. She made the documentary. Please do go watch that. Find the documentary, Sacrificial Virgins. Joan Shenton is incredible. Wonderful woman. Um, you should get her on, Tim. You should, in fact, let me connect the two of you. Sure. Amazing. And uh, and they're killing people with the HPV vaccine. We know that it was the most deadly vaccine out there until the COVID shot. So they talked about that virus being, it just was a, like a, a fossil in a cell. But what we do know is multiple partners. If a, You know, when you look at the history of people that have, uh, that get cervical CA, they've often been promiscuous. Or they've had it, lots of intercourse at an early age. So again, you know, do you see that the good Lord and Creator 
um, you, you know, we, we know what we're meant to do. And um, so the transmission part, I'm kind of not buying that because if you look at what this is, let's really look at the meat and potatoes here. This is a depopulation agenda. Would you agree, Tim? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a depopulation agenda. They don't want anyone having babies. That's why they're trying to kill them at that end, make you sterile, kill the babies. They don't want anyone who's old because they're useless, right? So they're culling them. They're saying, yes, they are with end-of-life care. It's not negotiable. It's fact. They stated it in their documents. So don't argue with me unless you've read them. Then you can come to me. Otherwise, I'm not answering you, um, you know, on my page for any of the little trolls that I know that watch. So, um, and if you've signed it, dated it and timed it, and you get those end of life care drugs, your name's all over it. And you don't know what we know, but I can tell you right now that there is something big coming because there's a very small, very small group of us, less than can count on two hands, who know of something that's happening right now in the legal system. And you can't wriggle out of it because it's coming like a freight train. So um, just to warn you, um, we will seek justice. But, um, you know, I'm not so sure because they're depopulating at both ends. They don't want people to be in relationships. They don't want people to have relationships or have partners. They don't want people dating. They don't want any of that. So wouldn't it make sense to terrify you that you now should not go near anybody? Absolutely. For fear of one. Absolutely. They've had the injection. Yeah. Two, they might have had more than two injections. Or they might be near people that are transmitting. So... So everyone's transmitting it. So even if you're not vaccinated, yeah. you get it. Yeah, and you and you drive you drive the fear in that. Oh, Kate, we, we got a little bit. You want to stay over just to finish up? What yeah, you're yeah doing? I'll stay over 15 okay. minutes because the sun's coming out. Okay, the sun's <laughs> coming out. All right, I want to I conclude with this. Now, I made mention I want to finish with D. Manny Mitchell's uh, we'll, new. We'll plug that. We'll plug that. I, I mentioned this the other day with Michael Darby when we were talking with him from Australia. This is from Leviticus 26. This is what this is what God says. Now remember Psalm Psalm ninety one. He says He'll be your protector from the perilous pestilence, right? From the terror at night and all this kind of. If you hide yourself in Him, but only if you hide yourself in Him. And so this is what it says, verse fifteen. And ye shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that ye will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, I will also do this to you. Look at the first things: terror. I'm going to appoint over you terror, consumption. This is the wasting away of the lungs. This was a big issue uh, early on in uh, America's uh, history. There was a lot of consumption that took place. The burning ague. This is the, the fever. This is the fever that accompanies it. So all these sicknesses come on. These diseases come on. That shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. So even those who are prepping. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm trying to do what I can just from what I see coming, even though I know God's judgment is. He's telling us, even if you do that, what is our what is our thing? I'm not saying we shouldn't do that, but what is what should we be doing? We should be repenting. Bradley, be with you at three for two hours. Get with the people of God. Read the word of God. And we'll see you on Monday morning, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Adios. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And, yeah, that was this right here, what Michael was talking about on Thursday from Australia and what they've been facing down there. I mean, he calls it human sacrifice. That's what he's talking about. And I know you've made those yeah, illusions right. too uh, with the with the Freemason. And I think that's why some people don't want to they don't want to talk about the Freemason side of that uh, and the tie into that because it makes them feel like oh, it's just a little weird or something. But if you understand some of the 
undertones and things that they they don't tell you. And I think there is a reason to secrecy is that if they told you, you might go find those guys and lynch them too. Yeah, absolutely. So look, when we're looking at what's happening here with atherosclerosis, if once your body's done its job and it's sent your cholesterol and all your blood vessels and plugged up that hole and sealed it off, and then the inflammation and it all stops, your body can then heal that. It can even break down the scars and repair it all. Um, and, and how do you do that? You do that with with eating clean foods. Um, and and there is, you know, in the in the book, the China study, when they switched to a plant-based food um just you know for heart disease they repaired all the damage so that is a healing diet when you stick to the herbs the vegetables the fruits the seeds the nuts that was the healing diet i'm not talking about don't you know all of you get your knickers in a twist about oh she's saying about not eating meat again no i'm talking about switching to a diet to heal then when you've done all your healing, even the Gerson therapy, you know, the maintenance diet, you, uh, you eat fish, try and eat fish a couple of times a week if you if you don't want to. Now, the problem is here is if you get stuck in the inflammatory state, why? Because you've got a lot of other things going on in your body. Maybe you're not eating the right foods. Maybe you're eating loads of sugar. Maybe you're eating bad oils. Remember, every single part of your body is a mem- it's got membranes in. I just wanted to go. So, so stage three, now Nelly's woken up. Um, if inflammation persists, the plaque accumulates a crumbly, fatty core. So where you've got that hole and everything's plugged it up, and you've got your, you've got your, you know, your fibrins growing, um, goes through, um, and it's all sealed off. The second stage of plaque development it can last for many years, where you develop a plaque to plug it. Depending on what's winning at the time, repair or inflammation, the plaque may become smaller. So if you've done your job and the inflammation goes down, the repair will just keep, like when you get a scab, when you cut yourself, you get a big scab, don't you? And then as time goes on, it gets smaller and smaller and it falls off. And then you've got a lumpy scar that eventually over the next two years, it flattens out and your scars virtually not noticeable. That's exactly the same thing. What happens on your scar, on your skin with the stages of healing. So at at the stage, the progression, um, if, if it carries on, the progression of an atherosclerotic plaque will stop only if the inflammation stops. So you've got to stop the inflammation. Remember what I said? When you've got a high inflammatory marker, C-reactive protein, you tend to have your cholesterol going up. It's not because of your food. It's because you're in, in the inflammatory state. Why are you in the inflammatory state? That's probably because your food and your chemicals. But the, but the, the cholesterol itself, you know, this whole thing about LDL is really bad. You know, your brain... That's what carries the fat to your brain. Your brain is the consistency of soft butter. It needs fat. So look, stage three, if the inflammation persists, the plaque accumulates a crumbly fatty core made out of dead white cells, debris of tissue, toxins, and oxidized chemically changed fats and cholesterol. The core is similar similar to pus, like what you'd get on a boil. Uh, like an abscess. And if an abscess is not drained, it will erode the surrounding tissues and burst in the same way, ongoing inflammation inside of your blood vessels. It will, that, um, that plaque will start to stimulate the production of certain enzymes called uh, collagenases, which start dissolving the collagen. And then that little cap becomes weak. And so what happens when that all of a sudden you get that surge of adrenaline 
and you get that surge of blood, you knock the cap off because it's weak. And it's like an eruption of a volcano going off. Now, whatever's downstream, you've now got bleeding. So you've got all your uh, cells that go to it to try and stop the bleeding. You've got a clot forming. Then you've got somewhere downstream that it might get hit with that big lump that's just knocked off and block it. So then the other side of that, you've got no blood coming. Now you've got a massive heart attack or a massive stroke that will kill you. That's exactly what you've got. So the plaque rupture and the following thrombosis are the most devastating consequences of arthrosclerosis, and they cause approximately 76% of all fatal heart attacks. So, you know, what, what's special about these, these plaques, their core, it's like an abscess. And the bigger the core, the more unstable the plaque. And the core contains chemically damaged cholesterol, oxidized lipoproteins, and other oxidized lipids. And they receive the entire blame for the heart attack, but they're not really to blame, are they? They just happen to be there. It's it's not them that's to blame. You're blaming the wrong people, like I've said about the cops. So look, it's a stab, it's an established scientific fact that the body uses fats and cholesterol as raw materials for building cells and the tissues. And that's what's required for the healing process. So you're bound to get those things wherever you've got inflammation and healing process going on, they're not the baddie. They they should be there. So all the cells, like, like what I was saying again, the cops, it's not the cops that have committed the crime. So you, if you blame the cop, well, yeah, actually, they're the wrong people to use. So let's use a different one. Let's say you get a, yeah, because <laughs> not all the cops are good. Let's say you get a leak. You call the plumber, the plumber comes out. That's saying like saying the plumber's the reason for all the leaks. No, he just happens to be the one that's called when you get the leak. That's why you'll always find a plumber when the pipes are burst. So what happens, the cellular wall, the walls of the organelles inside the cells and the walls that separate different compartments of the cell form each oral membranes. The membranes hold the cell together. Without them, the watery contents of the cell would just be a puddle. Our bodies are made out of cells. Every organ, every tissue, every little speck of us is made out of cells and the membrane of the cells is made of those fats. So a large percentage of our body is made out of membranes and the membranes, the answer is fats and cholesterol, which means our bodies are mainly made out of fats and cholesterol. So when you hear the term lard, lard, I don't know, in America, you say it differently. We say lardos, which is not so rough, but <laughs> it's true. We are mostly fat. Yes. Yeah. So cholesterol is an essential part of any cell membrane. So different kinds of cells of the body need different amounts of cholesterol and saturated fats, depending on what their function and purpose is. These are, these are science facts. Nobody can argue with these. And the majority of the people are not aware of it. So instead of being brainwashed to believe that cholesterol and saturated fatty acids are the worst things on earth, they're not. And that's why during the inflammatory process, you're going to get an increase in cholesterol. And this is why, you know, you, they tell you um, that, you you know, oh, you, your cholesterol's high. You, you tend to find that people that have got arthritis, colitis, Crohn's, you get all these degenerative diseases together because you've got a lot of inflammation going on. So what do you need to do? Well, you need to eat a diet that's going to calm it down. Now, going back to these people that have had these shots, they've got the spike protein sticking through the 
you know, sticking through the, the, the walls of their cells. So they've got this constant inflammation. We know this. They've got raised inflammation. All of their autoimmune diseases are all kicking in. The ones they've got and they're developing new ones. We're seeing, um, you're starting to see myocarditis. What is that? The, the, the pericardium is the outside muscle of the heart. The myocardium is the middle muscle of the heart and the endocardium is the inside muscle of the heart itis is inflammation uh, is latin for inflammation whenever you see itis colitis retinitis any itis you see laryngitis um arthritis it's it's latin for fire you've got a fire going on somewhere itis nobody wants an itis right um so so when you've got myocarditis, you've got inflammation in that middle heart muscle. Remember what I said, if that goes on, then you're going to start to have damaged areas. And what what can we do about it? Well, choose your good fats. So let's just let's just leave you on on, you know, and your antioxidants, your vitamin C, we, we talk about that all the time. You know what you need to eat. Um, we've done it so much on the show. And um, you know what you're meant to eat. Lots of fresh fruits and vegetables in their natural state, not tinned. Um, if you can only get frozen, okay, get frozen. Um, but you should really be eating the fresh ones. Try and eat them organic so that they're not just grown in potassium, phosphorus, and nitrogen. Um, so look, <laughs> I love this. What's There's a whole aisle in the supermarket um, dedicated to, to cereals. And um, you shouldn't be eating it basically they're garbage you may as well eat the box um so stop eating your processed food stop eating your cereals unless it's your porridge um when people go and have well i have toast and jam in the morning that's your hybridized wheat and you're spreading pure sugar on it it's no good um when you're eating your um i know everybody loves to barbecue oh you all love a barbecue um but also you know when you're um you're frying things at a really high heat that becomes an acrylamide so it's a chemical, changes the structure of that food. And that's also going to cause problems. It's also cancerous. But all your fats that you're eating, all your oils, they're going to push oxygen away from the cell. And when yeah, you're we, eating the oil. We had, a, we had a guy here. He I don't know if they're still here. They were across the line in North Kamilana. And uh, he, he ran a place yeah, called yeah. Hallelujah Acres. And we had picked up on some of that. And I got to tell you, some of the best veggie fruit eating things that occurred at our table from that he was he was telling us don't cook the, the don't cook the stuff i'd rather eat it raw anyway like vegetables especially i'd rather eat them raw and uh and he says you're you're getting rid he, he even pointed out the issue of meat he said if you really want the nutrients you don't even cook the meat which i'm sorry i can't stomach that but some people yeah he's correct dr gerson dr mm. gerson did that that's why you have the raw juices yeah. and on dr gerson's um one of his therapies, you had to have raw liver. And the way the patients used to have it was they used to chop it into, a lot of people used to do this, they used to chop it into small pieces, little tiny pieces and drop it into an ice cube tray. And then they used to just put that piece in water and knock it back. It was small enough to go down the esophagus. And that's the only way they could take it. And I thought that's pretty clever. Um, but then they had to do away with that because of the campylobacteria. But um yeah. Uh, uh, that's your rationale for eating organ meats. But again, it's got to be grass-fed and organic. 
Um, but, you know, when you're eating your foods, the, Dr. Gerson also, he said, don't steam things. Don't don't bake them really high. You baked everything at 170 degrees really slowly. You cooked it for longer and you cooked things in a little bit of water. And you put the lid on, do it on a low heat. So it's not really hot. So and, and don't even get me talking about a microwave. But, you know, your your oils that you use, Dr. Gerson, you can use ghee. You can use coconut oil. You should, all of those horrible oils in the supermarket. And remember, if you're eating out all the time, a lot of these places, they've got to make a lot of profit. So they're using rubbish oils and they're using rubbish salt. And your body will tell you if you're burping, if you're farting, if you're bloated, uh, if your joints hurt when you and listen. I'm human here and I love a dirty bag of crisps, potato chips. I don't have them very often now. It's really rare. But I did go through a spell of gobbling them when the convict hit. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, um, so I've stopped now because if I have them within a few hours, I can't do that with my thumbs. It makes my hands hurt. So if you've got problems with your joints in your hands or your feet, it's your food. And I can tell you that right now. And when you eat oils like that, it will start to affect your eyesight. That's the other thing, like sugar does. Sugar makes your blood sticky and it affects your eyes. Remember, your blood in your blood vessels starts to stick together. And, uh, uh, do you know, this this body that the Lord created is so fantastic for me. I, I can't get enough of it when I start reading. It's like food for my soul. Oh, I'm sure. It, I st- well, I think it's like that for us when you back up like a dump truck and just <laughs> empty all this this information. I think a lot of people are like that too. It's it's an amazing thing. You know, my wife has in her bathroom, uh, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, the passage out of out of the scriptures. And so I every time that you come on and you talk about how these intricacies, I don't even think just just of us how we're fear, fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I think of how God's creation has been made to interact with us. And we with it. Now, it is not to control us. The, the Bible says God gives us the command that we're to have dominion over, over the creation. We're supposed to do that. And by the way, folks, I, I said it the other day, we're supposed to have lots of children. That's one of the commands God has never abrogated. He's never took that back. He says, right. you, they, you, they do. Those Boris that's Johnson right. and his goodness knows how many baby mamas. He's right. got kids here, there and everywhere. He's got about seven. Yeah. And then that. William and Kate don't have any more children, but we're having three and we're getting a private jet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the whole point is God has told us, you know, through simple numbers, go back and read the book of Exodus before they went into slavery. What were they doing? They were just living there. And because God blessed them by growing them in their numbers, it, it intimidated the Pharaoh who didn't know Joseph who'd come before. And he says, Hey, these people might rise up and get it. They weren't even thinking about that. But that's what your enemies do. But you'll 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 bring a a a fear upon the people. Um, Kate, I want to give you the let you finish up what you're doing, and then I've got two passages scripture I want to go to uh, real quickly, and then we'll we'll close out the show together. Yeah. So look, you know, it's the same thing. Um, the Lord gave us everything we need right here, and if we stick to what's in the two the first two hours, you're not going to go wrong. You're really not. Everything's in there. And, you know, when we had that wonderful lawyer on who cured himself of cancer, and he really did, he ate fruits, vegetables, yes. juicing, and seeds, seeds. And remember, even like your punk, I had, I had, uh, you should see the combinations I eat. It's quite entertaining, but I don't care. I like it. Um, you know, I had pumpkin seeds on my broccoli. 
I had broccoli and cauliflower, and then I had romaine lettuce raw and onion. I love onion, garlic raw. And, and then I had a load of kale. I dumped it all on and I, I sprinkled pumpkin seeds on my dinner. Do you know, it was absolutely delicious. And then I put my flax oil on as well and my apple cider vinegar. And, um, you know, sometimes um, I, I have sweet potato, kale and pom- uh, pomegranate, which is delicious. Um, I love you know, some pomegranates. Yeah, it does. Actually, you know what? If you can get yourself um, some spelt flour and make yourself some wraps, people, get some wraps and you get some sweet potato and some kale and some pomegranate and uh, organic feta cheese. My and my daughter loves this. And you put it all in your wrap and roll it up and roll it from the bottom. You, you've got yourself a meal right there. You've got everything in there. You've got fruits. You've got the seeds because you've got the seeds and the pomegranates. You've got your green kale. You've got some, your dairy. You've got your good fat. And you can put, even put a little bit of flax oil in there to bind it all together. Oh, it's divine. I would shove a load of onion in there as well. I like the onions with the sweet, but that's me. Um, but yeah, you know, everything that you should be eating to keep your body good. Now, the other thing is, when you turn off the TV and the music and everything and you eat your food, when you've eaten your food, remember, you've got to go for a walk afterwards because that decreases your risk of diabetes by 50 percent, people. But you know what? Take take note of how you feel when you've eaten. Do you have a drink and then all of a sudden you feel a bit edgy and sweaty? What was in your drink or what was in your food? The next day when you've had food, do you feel achy? Does it all ache? When you've eaten your food shortly after, do you feel you can't see anymore? Do you get bloated? You know, your body's telling you this is a beautifully, beautifully created machine that we experience life in. But what does the devil come to do? Lie, cheat, steal, kill. So he's going to do everything to try and break this. And this is why you've got the Food and Drug Administration. So all of that stuff that's processed is not of the creator. So we shouldn't be having it. And that is the best way to heal anything. Put your detective hat on and start eliminating things from your table, from your cupboard, from your cabinet, from your makeup bag, from your personal care products. Your body can manage some toxins. It really can, but it can't manage other toxins. And so you've got to start going through your body. Now, if you've cleaned all your diet up and you're still having symptoms, get your detective hat on again and think, well, something's doing it. And it might be something really simple. Every single day now, I've been consulting patients and, you know, please forgive me. I know I've got a lot of new people. Um, you know, I, I've got four consultations to write out this weekend. Uh, but I've met some amazing, I met a beautiful young guy and he's got three beautiful children and he's a Christian. And we were talking about Derek Prince. We ended up chatting for ages after the consult about scripture. It tells you, but, you know, if you, you know, you've got to get your detective hat on. What he was doing was he, he, he wasn't doing one thing. Just one thing, he changed everything, but he'd still got problems. And it was something so simple. So you just got to look at everything you're doing. You know, he was doing all the right things, but he was still using toxic laundry detergent. So remember, it's not a wetsuit. So if you're sleeping in toxic laundry detergent for seven, eight hours a night, which is what you should be, because remember we talked about if you only sleep six hours a night for 10 days, your cognitive function goes down by, I can't remember, but it was a huge amount huge um but you know if you're sleeping in all your laundry detergent that's going in your body in your bloodstream you're breathing it in 
then your towels if you're rubbing yourself down when all your pores are open because you just had a lovely warm shower or you've just rubbed on your body while you're standing in your fluoride chlorine you know all your toxic chemical soap um then again you know these are little things can i just say something here tim sure for all you ladies out there and men actually i can highly recommend dr bronner's soap it's the most lovely soap ever almond now i know that dr bronner which is a bit of a shame really he insisted that his employees got vaccinated where well, i just can't get my head around that but um dr bronner's soap um it's so lovely the almond one i bought some peppermint so, uh, soap from Dr. Bronner, forgetting that the last time I used peppermint soap, I used it on the dogs. And Mr. Bow shot off like, uh, you know, like, like a, um, what do you call those things? Where you put your know, two sticks. Where you put two oh. sticks. A lasso. <laughs> he shot <laughs> off. And I thought, and of course, you know what it was? Because I just used it in the shower today. Ladies, do not use that peppermint soap. And gentlemen, but ladies, definitely round your nether regions because you're going to be out of that shower so fast because that peppermint is rather fresh. Uh, and I used the peppermint <laughs> soap on the dogs. And Mr. Bo, uh, it must have burnt his little bomb hole. Yeah. Um, shot off. So, yeah, um, but Dr. Bronner's soap, so be careful. So, you see, isn't that interesting that natural peppermint? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has that effect, like an astringent effect on you. Um, so, so look, I'm of the mindset that they don't quite know what this is going to do. What we do know is that they wrapped those injections in a little lipid parcel because we can't get rid of our own toxins. Our body wraps them in fat. There's a reason for that. And they wrapped those that, that injection in a little lipid parcel. Um, so that our enzymes couldn't see it to destroy it. Now, we know that they didn't store lots of them properly and a lot of them degraded. We know that a lot of people didn't get the right dosage, depending on where it was in the batch. And uh, but but never underestimate what God has created. Never. Because I always uh, know I, I know it in my heart that the, that the devil and his crew are not smarter than the Lord. They're not smarter than the Lord. And I do believe that there will be people that will come through this and people that will get over this. But what can you do in the meantime? You can mitigate the symptoms that this is causing. So the first thing you're going to do is mitigate that inflammation. So how are you going to do that? You're going to stop eating all the foods that are fueling that inflammation, your sugar, your fats. Stop it. Switch to a natural diet, a plant-based diet to bring the inflammation down organic and get some supplements in there and also um you know i used dmso 99 percent with magnesium oil organic clean i used it twice a day and i made sure there was nothing else on my skin and i used it all around my mucous membrane it dried it out a little all around here now i've suffered from herpes simplex cold sores my entire life my first memories i can remember getting cold sores and i hated it and I was still getting them around my mouth and my nose until I used that. And I've never had one ever in that area in over two years. I do get the odd one in my ear canal. So I'm going to try that on a Q-tip just on the ear canal, on the outer ear canal where I get them. So 
I, um, you know, I, I'm not giving this as advice, but I'm certainly saying for some people that I know now, they are using DMSO and the magnesium oil on their injection site, on the injection site of where they've had it. You've got to make sure that your clean is, your skin is totally 100% clean. That's no alcohol on there, no soap on there. Yeah, because no you don't want the DMSO there. driving that in your body. The DMSO will pull it all in and you're just going to add to your toxic load. So that's got to be really clean. And, um, you know, lots and lots of distilled water, your fluoride, chlorine, bromine. And that's what I did all around my face. I used loads and loads of distilled water and I kept washing it off. And um, and I, I, I actually used a gauze. I didn't use cotton wool because of the fibers. And um, that's what I use. So I know some people are using it on the injection site. Do I know if it'll work? I don't know. But I certainly know that I don't get cold sores. And I am going to be going through the DMSO. Um, my books are all in my room and I don't like to talk blindly. I like to research everything. But D. Manny Mitchell, who you've had on the show, one of my closest three, well, there's four of us now. We're like the four musketeers. We've got Victoria in there. And uh, who's in, incidentally, folks, I want to put this to you. I can't drink alcohol. I get drunk on half a glass. I'm such a lightweight. I'm a very cheap date. Um, if I drink port as well, which I love the taste of it, I, I get drunk on one. And I'm talking within a few mouthfuls. My face goes numb and I feel drunk. You know, I went to stay, stay with Victoria, Vicky, up in uh, Mount Mowbray, and she gave me a single malt whiskey to bring back. And she has a whole cabinet dedicated to it. Some of these bottles are over £100 each. So Katrina came around really excited at Christmas. I bought you a gift. I bought you a gift. She said, well, actually, I bought you half a gift. She, she'd bought a £50 bottle of uh, single malt whiskey and shared it between the two of us. So this is something like 40 odd percent. I kid you not. I had one of those and a cup of tea before I went to bed one day. Didn't even feel it. Didn't even feel remotely tipsy. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So it has different pathways that it affects, methylation pathways. I'm not advocating go and drink all the time. We've, talked, we've done a show. We've done about that yep, on the we've show. we've talked about that before. Just saying, it was interesting. Single malt whiskey. And of course, there's no there's no no sulfites in it, and there's all of the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides yep. that are in your wine. Unless it's it's that all of your GMO. When she had uh, a reason for telling you to use that too, yeah, and it, she, it was uh, a it was a sort of a self medication issue. Those are studies. She's got all the studies. Yeah. She's an ex nurse. She was a nurse for years and years working as a nurse. Now she's a bookkeeper. Um, you know, if you want a good book. Just drop the dog. If you want a bookkeeper, his heart's beating now because he just fell as I lifted him. Um, that's, you know, adrenaline surgery. Remember, that's what knocks the plaque off, heart attack. But yeah, she's researched it all. She's a bookkeeper. If you want a good bookkeeper, you know, she's the girl. Um, but look, you know, there's loads of science studies. Uh, one, one single malt whiskey, one measure a day and all these people over 100. So choose, you know, choose what you have. But look, D. Manny Mitchell, who is amazing woman, as you know, on um, on cannabis and THC and and what she's used in the magazine she works for. Now she gave me her serum from her skincare. Her skincare is my way, mm -hmm. and I think you that I can absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, tell you that the serum that I have bought from D. with the frankincense, and she's very kind to me. Actually, she sends me loads of stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing on your skin. 
absolutely amazing. Um, but anyway, she's just sent me this new one that she's been working on, and I'm really impressed here. This is CBD oil, pine needle infused. What have you got to lose? You've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah. So we've we've talked about the pine needle stuff too, and I've dropped the um the link in the chat, and if you use, she set up a thing for our listeners. If you use my last name, Brown, as a promo code, you can save some money. But the pine needle was came up with the T as well, and yeah, <clears> because of high loads of vitamin C. And this is six hundred milligrams broad spectrum CBD oil. You know, she works really hard. She's always looking for solutions. Such a beautiful woman. She's um, also so, got some that she's doing mushrooms with too, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's she using does. some stuff and, there. Uh, I've noticed we're that. Trying to, we, we're, we're trying to talk, uh, doing one with maples, pure maple syrup uh, extract in it. Because ladies, that's fantastic for your skin and anti-aging. Incredible. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we all like to, uh, for, for some bizarre reason, we... You know, we, we don't care what the rest of us look like, but we want our faces to look smooth. I mean, how weird is that? Mm. But anyway, you know, um, uh, yeah, she sent me this and I'm going to be trialing. And I do know uh, I've even given this uh, to my dog when when Mr. Bo was was had a broken neck. Yep. I gave him cannabis oil that she gave me, the CBD, and he and I gave him the uh, high THC. Um, she said to me, I'll oh, just give him like the tiniest tip of a pencil lead rectally, which I did, finding a small enough capsule to push up a chihuahua's rear. You know, that dog just was pain-free, mm. snoring away, and then he just died. Mm. And uh, you know, that's the way to go. So not on the end of their end of life care. So, yeah, folks, you know, um, this is it, pine needles. So I'm about mitigating. So we know what they've done. So we're going to eat lots of garlic, which thins the blood. We're going to eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. We're going to juice. We're going to juice carrot and apple juice. Uh, we're going to take some supplements. We're going to eat lots of fresh fruit and vegetables. We're going to grow our own, get our own chickens. I've got some real help now for the chicken coop <laughs> coming. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I think Bethany I mentioned as golden butt nuggets now because the uh, I guess the eggs are going through the roof. I haven't even seen the prices because we haven't bought eggs in a while. You know, we we've. Uh, we've got our own chickens and uh, grateful to the people who helped us um, who are listening now um, who helped us with getting our chicken coop together. Thank you very much because they've been a real blessing to us and to other people because we've been able to share them with other people as well. Kate, I want to hit a couple of things here just before we close out and I'll be quick guys, but you know, we're talking about these, these pestilences. We're talking about these things. I, you know, I want you to understand when you're sick, that's not, some, you know, lone ranger sickness that comes out of nowhere and this that, and the other, the sovereign God who is over your health is over your sickness too. And just take a look at this particular issue here. Now, I want you to understand this comes after David has sinned with Bathsheba, tried, you know, set her husband up to be killed, been confronted by Nathan, all of this stuff. And here he comes and instead of doing what God says about counting the men, he wanted to somehow trust in his numbers of men in the militia. And this census, God said, there's a certain time you're going to do it, and I'm going to tell you when to do it, and you're going to do it then. David took it upon himself to do it. And what does the Bible say? Verse 10 of Second Samuel chapter 24, And David's heart smote him after that he had numbered the people, 
And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done. And now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant. You know, the same thing he prays there in Psalm 51. Beat the dirt out of me. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart. That kind of, he, he's broken over his sin and he asked for that. For I have done very foolishly. And when David was up in the morning and the word of the Lord came unto the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and say unto David, Thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things. Now, norm normally God is not one to say, Hey, which, uh, which, you know, disciplinary action do you want for your sin? That's not what he does, but he does this for David, that I may do it unto thee. Choose one of them, of these three. So Gad came to David and told him and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land? Or wilt thou flee three months before thine enemies while they pursue thee? Or that there be three days pestilence in thy land? Now advise and see what answer I shall return to him that sent me. And I want you to look at David's reasoning in all this. David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let us fall now unto the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. Let me not fall into the hand of man, but let me fall into the hand of the God who's merciful. He's merciful to his people in the, even in the midst of the judgment that goes on. That's David's reasoning in here. And so he says, So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed, and there died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba, 70,000 men. When the angel of the Lord, and when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Arnah, the Jebusite. And I, you know, look, look at what David does. And David spake unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote the people and said, Lo, I have sinned. David's seemingly insignificant sin of counting the people, guys, resulted in 70,000 people losing their life. Sin is not to be toyed with. It is not to be played with. It is not to be considered a trifle thing. It is a very serious thing for you and for those around you. Now, check this one out. And I'm just going to tie these together here. Proverbs 28, verse 1, and following here. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as lion, as a lion. For the transgression of a land, many are the princes thereof, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. So what do you see now? I'm going to the wrong thing. Sorry about that. What do you see going on right now? You see people trying to stay away, like what Kate was saying. They have set us up through social media that we, we, you see people talk to people in a way they would never talk to them face to face, never talk to them that way. And then you see them distancing themselves. You see the, the fear that comes with that, that they are running and fleeing in all these directions when nobody's pursuing them. But they got it in their head. An invisible boogeyman is chasing me everywhere I go. And I have to do these things. But what does the Bible tell us about what God is doing? Well, again, back to Psalm 91. And we see if we hide ourselves in the secret place of the Most High, uh, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
He is our refuge and our fortress. And then if you come down, when he talks about keeping you away from the terror and the pestilence, he says this, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Friends, if you're listening, if you are hiding yourself in the Lord, everything that's going on around you, he says, you're going to see it. It's the reward of the wicked. That's what he calls it. But it's not going to come near you if you're hiding yourself in him. See, that's, that's the key. Everybody wants to say, oh, I'm going to claim God's promises, but they're not going to hide themselves in him. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. Really doesn't work that way. But I want you to keep that in mind because... Any sicknesses and diseases and all of these things we see, look, they're not out from under the control of God at all. He knows all of these things. And the Bible tells us if he can clothe the lilies of the field, if he can take care of the animals, if he can feed the birds and, and, and not one sparrow falls to the ground apart from his will, then how much more of value are you than a sparrow? How much more? Let me ask you today, are you hiding yourself in the shadow of the Most High? Have you turned from your sin? Have you put your faith in the Lord Jesus, the one who gave himself for sinners? Then you have hope. If you don't, if you continue outside of that, you don't have any hope. You really don't have any hope. The only hope you have is to submit yourself to the gospel message. That's the king's message, by the way. It's not mine. It's around a long time before me. And the king's message is repent, turn from your sin, be reconciled back into God, your creator, Yahweh, through his son, the Lord Jesus. If you will not do that, you have nothing to look forward to but a fearful expectation of judgment. And I got to tell you, I would not want to be having that future to look forward to. This is why we give you that message, hoping and praying that God might do for you what he's done for us in changing our hearts, giving us a heart of flesh and uh, taking out of us a heart of stone. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then get with the people of God this week. Today, tomorrow, read the word of God together. Encourage one another. Spur one another on to love and good works. Pray for one another. Eat together. Share it. Be hospitable. That's a, that's, you know, I know people who aren't Christians are hospitable, but that's supposed to mark us. That's supposed to mark our love for one another. Do that with one another. And then we'll be back together on Monday morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. And I'm, if I can get things together, we're going to talk about reconciliation and how we're to do that because there seems to be a lot of, uh, of problems understanding how we're to do things in reconciliation, those who claim to be under the banner of Christ and how the world does it. And so let's pray for me that maybe I can get that together. We'll be ready for Monday. If not, maybe later in the week. Until then, we'll see you.